0: Good evening to you and welcome to the program, Nigeria at Sunset on J11.9 here in Jos, My name is Ponsagfan. It was a beautiful Thursday evening. Uh, today is 8th of June, 2023. Three, of course, my partner in good. Not prime, <laughs> my <crime>. partner <laughs> in good. Uh, I here, yeah, Mr. Gilbert. Good evening. How's
1: it going? How's your day? A cool day. A really cool day. Lovely weather in the city. Um, I wanted though, it to rain. I. It, I came out with my umbrella, just so you know, (laughs) but he did not, he did not, and well, it it happened, and it's not in our place to question. Yeah,
0: you are are very British, you know, (laughs) uh, uh, British people, old people, you know, you see them with umbrellas, Uh, it used to be uh, fancy, it used to be something like, you know, uh, fashion, to, for to carry around, yeah, but now you know you don't carry in. it. Omo John was cack for here. He made his finish. Omo John's day, where we did marry and finish the go House. Well, a beautiful day, just like I said, Gilbert, what stories have you been following? By the way, let's congratulate uh, uh, the Director of Press and Public Affairs to the Governor of Plato State. Mr. Yang Bere, has been appointed uh, today they, uh, It came in a press statement signed by architect Samuel Nanchang Jato, the Secretary to the Government of uh, the state. Uh, well, I'm particularly happy about this appointment,
1: you know We spoke earlier. This is close. okay when he was special assistant, the yeah. governor elect, mm. you know, on media and publicity. We spoke in glowing times about Giang and his persona. Um, I think it's something that is well deserved. Once again, we've got to say it previously it was special assistant on media, and now it is um, DOPA, like we call it, director of press and public affairs. So, um, a really great, you know. Opportunity to serve really, you know, overwhelming responsibility ahead. And um, we trust that he has the capacity, you know, mm. like he has exhibited in time past, mm. to deliver. Has every traits needed to lead, and he's proven that over time. So, um, once again, congratulations to him. Gangberry. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know that... Uh, <clears throat> Although uh, he may be
0: very happy right now, but, you know, the tax is very it's enormous, very, it, you know. Hence the word yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, that office uh, is a 2 months mm-hmm. job in one, one person. One. Yeah. yeah, because you have director of press and then and public, public affairs. affairs. So relating to the mm-hmm. uh, people also. So it's, it's really the enormity of the work is... But I just uh, pray that uh, he... I mean, he's a focused person absolutely i know him very 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 on a very or personal yeah level yeah he's a very focused person nothing you know details him uh and anything that he so wish that he wants to do he does it uh well and the leadership that he has displayed during when uh he was chairman of correspondence chapel, of chapel i mean he got them a car a vehicle and what again I Forgotten, but he he makes sure that he made sure that yeah, mm. that was uh, mobility, uh, so which for me I think is a good thing. Mm. It's a good thing if you ask me,
1: yeah. Well, what other stories, Gilbert, are you following? Uh, I was thinking back when President Bola Tinubu spoke with um, the EU Council Chairman and he tabled a request before the man on phone, albeit that Africa and Nigeria needs the support of EU to tackle poverty endemic poverty he said that um in in the most i don't know how to call it in the most briefest of the terms that that could have been called and it's too many questions just running around my mind since you know um the news of that phone conversation broke and of course what sort of relationship have we had with people outside of african soil and how much of a benefit have we got from there the things that we have, the support that we've got from them, how well have we have we utilized them sure, yeah. and are we deserving of any further aid or assistance, as it were, from these individuals who we run to at the slightest opportunity that we get. So it was really worrying that a country of our size, a country of our you know, gifting by nature, is yet running cap in hand to wherever it is and begging for the things that basically we can cater for ourselves, we can provide for, you know, ourselves. You've got people digging for food in trash and commercials all over the place. Absolutely. And yet this is a country that is so rich. This is a country that leaders say I always you know, say Gilbert,
0: sorry to call you there.
1: Yeah. Nigeria
0: is a rich country. But Nigerians are poor oh, people. Thank you. I think you summarized every bit <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah, we're a rich sense. country. You just but, summarized yeah, that. But, but we're poor people. So, you know, if you look at uh, some of the developmental indices, you know, I always tell my friends, and you know, people who know me up close and personal mm-hmm. will say that, uh, uh, okay, l- 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 let me not, l- let me not <laughs> okay, go there, but okay. it's only in Nigeria that a mosquito will bite you and you may die. You know, malaria kills more people than any other disease, you know, uh, in, in, in Nigeria. And I would say in sub-Saharan Africa. We have, been, we have not been able to deal with the issue of uh, malaria. Uh, and malaria has been plaguing us, you know, as a people for centuries, centuries you know. So at times, if I sit, I'll ask myself, is it really a blessing or a curse? you know, to find myself, you know, in this country? But my optimistic mind will say, you know, uh, there's hope, and here's how I know that there's hope. I'll ask myself, Ponsak, on a personal level, what are you doing, you know, to make sure that this country becomes, you know, great? It's not only praying for country. Mm-hmm. Y- you don't pray your way into success. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. There are natural laws of the universe, uh, just like Elon Musk would say that uh, physics is the ultimate law of the universe. Because if you toss anything, an object, you know, into the air, there. yeah, the force of gravity mm-hmm. is going to pull it uh, to the ground. If you plant. You are going to even so you are terminate. going to reap, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So these are physical laws. Mm-hmm. I'm basically I'm a pragmatist. I just want to see action, what deliberate, uh, and it's the irony is that if a, if the political class are looking for something, maybe an office, a position. They go the extra mile to make sure that they get it, but when they get it, service to nation, service to build country, uh, you know, is relegated to the the background. It always, you know, it just becomes them, big man, you know, chairman. I they will start blaring sirens, you know, lifestyle inflation. uh, If maybe their breakfast, lunch, and dinner was uh, maybe five five hundred, so that's one five, you know, uh, per day. They can go to say, no, uh, I want to eat this, 5,000, you know. So these are some of the things that we're battling with. It's not that we're plagued by any evil force. It's us. Uh, I mean, just look at yourself. Uh, and the if the political class wouldn't correct the wrongs, I think that the citizens, you know, have a responsibility to keep the political class
1: in check. A-
0: accountable, mm-hmm. accountable. Basically, that was what, you know, Osama and Ogidibo, you know, uh, on their program that I heard a bit of it, you okay, know, that was what, morning. you know, yeah, okay. they were saying. Accountability is very, very useful. Key. It's very, very key. And that was why yesterday I was very vexed. curious, mm. Yeah, about, mm. you know, that group uh, that described people who did the research to say be a power group. I mean, who, who does that? Mm-hmm. They were just asking necessary, important questions, I would say.
1: Yeah, you spoke about doing practical things and you know putting prayers. You put that in the mildest terms that one would have expected to hear. Because as soon as you mentioned prayer and work, Mm. I I quickly remembered Napoleon Hill's "Outwitting the Devil," Mm. and you know you could see in context how he demystified prayer and then elevated what works do, what mm. practical steps do in terms of gaining results on personal levels, on a collective level, in corporate settings, even in government. So these are the issues. People just have to understand that if you don't work, in fact you might even get to work and then yeah. pray less yeah. or not even pray at all. And then reap where exactly yeah, you're so, yeah, so you are putting do you play. understand? So and you were even um should I say a bit a bit careful in putting that because well, mm-hmm. Nigeria will we get better.
0: You go better? Well, Erifar uh, has made a very controversial mm-hmm. uh, statement, you know, uh, saying that uh, the Muslim-Muslim thing... Basically, he was, you know... I watched the video separately. Um I never wanted to bring this, you know, up on this show because I think that uh, this show is greater than his comment uh, because I think that, again, is it's only especially in this day and time, is only a fool in his heart that will think that he can oppress. You can't totally oppress a people. The wall has gone far. Information technology has gone very, very far. You can't oppress a people. And for him to make that statement, it shows that uh, the Christians in Kaduna need to work on unity because if people are divided... Uh, there's a saying in Hausa that when there's a crack in the wall, that's where the lizard, you know, get opportunity to penetrate. But I, why, you know, uh, I never wanted to take you know that statement um, uh, seriously was uh, because I and mean, it's not again an insult to Christianity or you know Southern Kaduna people. I think that is a wake up call. You know, uh, for former governor, you know, to go into that diatribe, you know, and say that, ah, we are foisted, you know, and things like that. Uh, it was just a political gimmick that True. he did, you know. Uh, but don't, I for one, I won't take it, you know, uh, any serious because Erafai speaks from both ends of his With mouth. His mouth. Should know you know him. Yeah, if, for him to say that we pay them, the bandits, mm-hmm. the killers of Southern mm-hmm. Kaduna, and he's calling for a calm. And the next day, he's chasing bandits in the bush, you know, with his kaftan, (laughs) (laughs) white kaftan, uh, you know. Uh, So all of this is, if you look at, you know, all of these things, it just shows you uh, the character of a leader, or of a person, his persona, you know, so to say. Uh, So it's nothing, you know, to... But again, uh, uh, if you... These are the kind of statements that will kind of ginger extremism. True. And fanaticism, you know, people will go fanatic, you know, in their beliefs, religious belief, uh, while failing to acknowledge the fact that uh, when Jesus and when the holy, uh, the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, mm-hmm. when they were both, you know, living, there was evil. <laughs> there was evil, and there are people at the time who never believed, you know, in the God that they came to uh, preach. So, uh, well, well I, I have a small mind. I'm still understanding, you know, some of these issues.
1: Pastor, you know what happened? Yesterday, the chairman of the Christian Association of Nigeria in Kaduna State yeah. was on a national TV, and I'm glad that, you know, what you have suggested was part of the things he spoke about. Mm-hmm. Is that people know beyond the things that Nasir El Rufai has said. The former governor and yeah. uh, he said he was just speaking he was just he's one of those elites that use religion as a tool for political ends, and that people know better that the people of Southern Karna actually know better their their problems aren't even religion. This was the countryman speaking about those comments, and it's really so sad. How,
0: how many muslims have become billionaires because, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. because there was a muslim muslim ticket yeah
1: in kaduna you get how many muslims how many christians have made money because there was a muslim muslim ticket in kaduna so let people you know, he, he, think critically basically i think he was just drumming attention to himself you, perhaps from the president that was the way i looked at it and that look, so the man understands I'm here, and perhaps even if he did not play any role uh, <laughs> to, uh, during his emergence, or he did, so the man knows that look is there. And I think that was the, the oddest of approaches to use. But with him, you never can think anything is surprising.
0: No. Yeah. Let's introduce our guests today, Gilbert. We're going to talk about the appointment of Governor uh, Caleb Mudfang. So far, there are really big issues, you know, that he has to tackle. Number one is. Capacity number two I would say is spread mm-hmm. uh and how can he make the appointment in such a way that is going to appreciate reflect the diversity of plateau because we have fifty four ethnic tribes, and nobody can tell me that uh, at least even in one of the smallest tribes uh let me say Rimini or buji for example. Mm-hmm. They have medical doctors there. They have, you know. So what? How can he balance? And of course, you have, uh, I'll say, people who have been loyal. To, to the party. Yeah, to the PDP, that is their political party. And I'm talking about the local government, people who contested severally, boji uh, Bojibo in 2021, <laughs> uh, that they were a PDP was excluded from participating in that uh, election. And some of them, right since 2018, they've been purchasing forms, spending money to campaign and things like that. Uh, and then you have, you know, the uh, former chairman that even Moot served uh, in 2015 when they were outright dissolved. His colleagues. Uh, so these are uh, some of the issues that we're going to talk about with this erudite public intellectual, a friend of JFM, and a lover of Plato, to Mr. John Keller. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming, sir.
2: Good evening. Always a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, well, perhaps you would like to talk <coughs> about, you know, some of the things that we uh, had a chat before we go straight into our conversation, just as an icebreaker Mm, before. Yeah,
2: yeah. basically, you raised a very fundamental issue as um, uh, on the issue of malaria killing Mm. people in Nigeria. And it's still surprising that, till date, we're still struggling or grappling with the issue of malaria. I remember very well the colonialists left the shores of Nigeria, Mm. most of them in a hurry because of malaria. Because, as it were, (laughs) very correct, as it were, Nigeria was tagged a white man's grave
0: yeah true yeah, During absolutely. the colonial administration
2: History, yeah. yeah so so, so you, you can see that till date the government has not taken drastic measures in tackling the issue of um, environment and seeing how we could evacuate ways and um, the sanitary you know uh, uh, atmosphere sanitation that we live and hygiene all that mm-hmm. so that's been a very critical issue and i believe that um, the new administration both at the national and the sub uh, national level will look into all these critical issues and find ways of um, tackling these issues effectively
0: but is there, I don't know, and this is uh, because I appreciate your uh, vast knowledge on, you know, different issues. Have you ever, is there any action plan on eradicating malaria from Nigeria? Have you ever come across any? Well, document well, like Well, to, to the
2: best of my knowledge, um, what I know so far is that um, all we have over time, we've seen foreign interventions, but and not. Just to chip in,
1: Mr. John, I hear there is some form of vaccine. That has been developed it's for a trial. My, wait, trial. It's, a trial.
0: it's even Oxford University. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so. Our
0: problem, well, but not give us solution. Uh-huh. <laughs> not be juju with that. You know. it, this so one is juju. Th-
2: th- th- that's what. That's even my point at the moment because there's no, you know, deliberate effort made by the Nigerian government in eradication of malaria. Mm-hmm. Um, the previous knowledge that I know very well that Melinda and Gates Foundation, Foundation. were even distributing, you know, uh, malaria nets. Um. Right yeah, to mosquito nets, mosquito nets yeah. yeah, that's the name they call it. Mm. To households in Nigeria to tackle the effects of malaria and what have you now. Within the system here in Nigeria, what I had wanted was that to see a deliberate effort by the government in seeing how we can actually improve on our water and hygiene sanitation in our homes. Mm-hmm. But that has become probably an absolute idea within even the government the, the governing institution. Mm-hmm. So most at times we rely on foreign support because most of the interactions that you brought forth before now were looking at even the issues of the interventions from foreign agencies on how to tackle our issues within the system. Mm-hmm. So So if the system is a working system, you don't need foreign support. Within the system in Nigeria, you raise the issue of over 200 million people. And do you know that Nigeria is a bigger market? right course, having the 200 million people we can produce and even feed ourselves and we can recycle it what we produce within the system and generate income for ourselves correct. and that was why i was against you know the issue of, or what advisory that was issued by the imf for nigeria to increase our tax rate because it is obnoxious because there's no need for us to do it we have the capacity to generate within the system and spend within the system right that can Take care of our population, absolutely. Because the big market, just like China, China have the capacity to devalue and within a short period, and they can restructure her currency. So that's how you know it works in you know in yeah. in China. I know that we're talking
0: about your passion, so let's talk about you know the uh, business of the day. Yeah. I mean, uh, Barrister Kallemo. By the way, uh, what's your own opinion about uh, his appointment so far?
2: Well, t- to be frank with you, at this moment, I will say that. I am seeing a governor that has been very careful and a governor that has taken careful steps to ensure that the right people are appointed into sensitive offices. First, mm. appointing the SGS, that's a secretary to the, the government, government of, of the, the state, state. Yeah. is a very critical office. Mm. That office needs a technocrat and someone who has the capacity and the ability to run the operations of that office. Mm-hmm. Knowing the, the person or the personality Based on what I have heard, because I don't know him personally, and I doubt much if he knows me too as a person, <laughs> right? But from my analytical view, mm-hmm. I know very well that as a retired civil servant, a retired director, director in the civil service, mm-hmm. he knows his ways around the civil service operations. So I I, I believe that he's around Peck and around Hall, mm-hmm. giving the opportunity to serve in that capacity, mm-hmm. and also the appointment of uh, the Attorney General. You know, for Mr. Uh, uh, on Daffy. Yeah. Daffy, right. Mm-hmm. So that also goes a long way because I know. Possibly the government might want to make trials on certain legal issues, and I believe that also some people will want to also bring issues, uh, legal issues against the government. So these are the first critical appointments that he has made that I felt that they are critical and they are well tacked at the same point. And today, again, the appointments of Gangbere as also as DOPA, as Director of Press and Public Public Affairs to the governor. So I believe in the coming days. More appointments will be coming, and and you know very well during the swearing in of the SGS and also the Attorney General Federation, he made one point very clear, and that I was so happy about. He said that um, for those who are uh, um, for for those who are seeking for appointment, probably in various offices, there is no need to run down others. Yeah, because so that means that there Throw are people. Syndrome, yeah. yeah, there are people who are busy going about instead of you to go in and campaign for yourself. Probably you talk about your capacity and your ability to perform credibly in whatsoever office you are you, you are seeking for. But people rather go in and say, you see this person, he's not good. This person shouldn't be given this. So I believe absolutely that the governor knows what is happening within the system. Okay. And it's a very good point that people should have a better understanding of the system before even being given. And again, you raise another point which relates to those who have uh, worked for the party previously, especially those, the
0: local government
2: and, and even at the local government level uh, who, but, who
0: have purchased form to contest local government election uh, because uh, uh, these are the people that have convinced people at the grassroots to say that look, keep faith with our party. You know, uh, and uh, I, I don't know, you know, your well, opinion, well,
2: well, let me bring it from this perspective. Yeah. as of 2018, yeah, there was a local government election, election yeah. And
0: Four local governments were for, excluded. Yes, the
2: Placiek released a timetable for the conduct of local government election across the seventeen local government. Then, within that period, all the aspirants who were contesting for those positions purchased nomination forms, both at the ward level to be councillors and also at the local government level to be chairman of the local government.
1: Yeah.
2: After going through the entire process, and screening were done primaries were done forms, yeah. you know and all that but within a short period before the elections election date falls due there was an announcement that four local governments were excluded from that election and the local governments were just south rio burkin ladi and just north were excluded so within the first 3 years of that administration of the local government four local governments were not part of the system then again in 2021 there was another announcement again, or a timetable was released again by Plasiek for the conduct of another local government election. And this time around, because the APC was running away from her failure. Because if you look at the 2018 elections, even while votes were still being counted in most of the polling units, Intung had already announced results. Fabian Intung had announced results for the local government. And there was pandemonium everywhere. Most of the local government's gates were blocked. There were burning, and there were disaster in most of the places. But he had his way, the governor, and those local government chairmen were sworn in. Now, there's one thing that people need to know. Election is a process. Before even going into the conduct of the election properly, what aspirants do at that time, they go into consultations. And all those consultations, most of the people do not just go empty-handed. If you go to the houses of those critical stakeholders, as they call them, at times after expressing yourself and your intention to vire for a certain office before leaving, most of them drop cash. So when you drop cash, you move again to the house of another person. Hmm. It depends on how large your constituency or your local government is. And apart from that, again, there are critical groups that you also need to see Hmm. as an aspirant. And when you see those groups also explain yourself and your intention to aspire, you also drop cash, apart from invitation to programs in churches and other social organizations. Now, here is the point. When that is done, because at the period of aspiration... You have so many people aspiring. Mm. So if you go, for instance, as a person, after suppling the opinion of people or the stakeholders, and you feel that you don't have the capacity to contest, there are a lot of aspirants who withdrew automatically and just settle down. There's no need for them to further with their aspiration because the acceptability probably is in question. Mm-hmm. But at this point, we've had people who had gone through that process entirely. That's the first stage. The second stage is that it's a process of seeking to obtain a nomination form. From the party. From the party. Mm. When you obtain a nomination form, that guarantees you as a participant in the process. And you go through the primaries, which is the third process. Mm. And you know how our primaries in Nigeria are usually done. Mm. You spend quite a lot of money for you to be nominated as a member of a political party. And all these people were nominated at the end of the day and they became candidates. That's why there's a difference between an aspirant and also a candidate. Mm-hmm. So, when they became candidate, and all of a sudden, an announcement was made that PDP was not going to participate in the election. And now, you know, running an opposition in Nigeria is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And I dare say that these guys have been the one solidifying the foundation of PDP in Plata State. Because right from 2018 to 2021, they have been there. In support of the party. Let,
0: let, let me give an uh, a simple analogy. Someone <laughs> like uh, Honourable Titus Adanja of Realm Local Government mm. contested in twenty eighteen, contested yeah. in twenty twenty one. Absolutely. Uh, well, the powers that be. Absolutely. Uh, and I know that because I, I know him, you know, personally. Mm. I know that he's someone that loves to uh, think, mm. you know. Uh, so, wouldn't you maybe as a way of suggestion? I don't know how to mm. put it to. I uh, say that these people have. Contested by the powers that be, you know, have said no, uh, you're not going anywhere. Mm. And experience is gotten over time. Absolutely. What kind of advice or recommendation will you give Mm. first to them in terms of, you know, lobbying? Because uh, it's service. Mm. Anybody that throws himself up for election is service. It's not, uh, that is the ideal thing. Mm. Absolutely.
2: Well, well, you you see, um, basically, the, the party is not unaware. Of the sacrifices that these people have made in the cause of um, their aspiration, because they have become critical stakeholders in the political game in Plateau State. Now, if you look at the local governments that were exempted in the northern zone in particular, right, you had the one of Reum local government, you had the one of just south local government, yeah, though at just north, yeah, there was a change, right, and then also probably um, Burkin Ladi. But within these four local governments, I will say within the first period that an opportunity was given for an election to be conducted, they were disenfranchised because they hadn't no elected representatives from 2018. That's within the periods of um, the first election that Governor Lalon conducted. Now, within this period, because they had stayed faithful within the party, because it's not easy for one to have stayed in an opposition and you are still spending money. And even at that, as they've been in the opposition, it's not as if some of them were just lying sleeping. I know how it is to politic within this system that you have quite a lot of people coming to your house to seek for favors as it relates to the payment of school fees, as it relates to medical bills, as it relates to social gatherings. And that is what happens to politicians within our system here. The system... Does not take it easy with politicians. They see you if you are a politician, they believe that you've gathered enough. So I believe absolutely that the party is fully aware of the contributions and the sacrifices that these guys have made. That we are here where we are today as a party and we have a government in place. So many people made sacrifices. And I know that the party will look into all these issues and look for, find a soft landing for the candidate who have stayed strong within the party... The interesting thing
0: is that I, I, I've not heard of any one of them that has decamped.
2: They've not decamped. The they're still intact. All of them, they're still intact. So, 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 so it's just like a form of an appeal hmm. because the party with the government... Can synergize and seek for possible ways of seeing how some of these issues can be looked at mm. and possibly to ameliorate or to get them engaged in into the system as we look forward in the coming days and other opportunities that will come. Mr. John, it you take a really, you know,
1: turn of patience, mm. even in the part of these aspirants, talking about those who contested the local mm. government elections previously. Because, in truth, you and I know not everybody would get what they're desiring for. Not at all. So, like I said, it will all boil down to patience in their path Mm -hmm. to remain in the party. Because even if they would get something as Mm -hmm. a form of, you know, Mm -hmm. um, placation, not all of them would get reasonable amounts of... And would you suggest uh, we're in a society whereby politics allows you to defect at any point in time? Mm -hmm. How should this be managed? Because it's beyond what you know we all can see at the moment. It gets to that point where people lose patience.
2: Yeah, I, I understand that scenario very well. And and that is why, you know, in the, the Nigerian palace, political palace, they say party is supreme. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? So so there has been I'm aware there has been serious engagements between the party and the candidate. And even within the period of twenty twenty one. To where we are today um, a lot of engagement in various local governments recognizes the candidature of the PDP candidates because as far as the party is concerned there was no election in 2021 what happened in 2021 was a political coup because the case in question if you look at it very critically Plasek in itself was not a party to even that case someone through the window submitted a petition. And because Plasek, that was an appendage of the APC, was running away from the outright destruction of the party at the local government polls. And that was why they decided to use that petition to suspend the PDP or to stop the PDP from participating in the local government election. Let me tell you, what happened in the 2023 election that was what would have happened in 2021 if Plasek had allowed PDP to participate in a free, fair, and an open, credible election. You think they would election. Have won, won the over The PDP would have won, won the majority of the seats. Look, in all the local government elections that were conducted previously, the one of 2018 and the one of 2021, 20, 20, if you look at it critically, Plateau people came out and merged because even within the short period that the governor took over office from 2015 to 2018, already people were noticing lapses in the performance of that administration. And people were willing and ready to show that we still have the capacity to vote differently from your own direction. And that was why you could see the manipulations. They were very visible. I bet you I could point out so many local governments, so many local governments that even while voting were still being counted, that... Intung was already announcing results at the plastic headquarters, which negates the provisions of our constitution in the conduct of a local government election. So there was no election as far as I'm concerned, if you look at those cases critically. So now you have people who had a mandate, and because they are party people and they had a mandate at hand, so at this point, the party will look at it dispassionately. I'm not a spokesperson for the party, but I'm just expressing my view as a private citizen, looking at what these people, these people had gone through previously. There are those who had maintained their membership of the party since, I mean, the, this same candidature from 2018 till date. So, and they participated actively in the electioneering period, right? And they supported the party adequately. So I, I know very well that there was this picture I saw of him previously, and, and that shows clearly that there's a partnership. And I know that the governor is a listening governor. And with the steps that the governor, you know, is taking right now, it shows that greater days are ahead. And, and possibly because he's on a cause to revamp and restructure the party in such a way that people will have, you know, um, uh, uh, people will have impute. In the affairs of governance. And if you listen to him previously in all the things he's been saying, that there will be balance irrespective of religion or tribal affiliation. And we believe in him that by the grace of God, he will look into all this period and he will have the enablement and the capacity devoid of pressure from wherever corner, to do the right thing as the governor. Because the people of Plateau State are expectant and are expecting good things to come from this administration. And I bet you that, by the grace of God, such will happen in the coming days. By the time the appointments start rolling out, those who are believing that properly they won't get anything, because I'm seeing some sense of surprises. (laughs) I'm seeing some sense of surprises here and there. Because some names have been thrown out previously. For this, oh, for that, and for this, oh, for that. But unfortunately, none of those names have made it, right? So that shows that the governor is in charge and he has the capacity to p- appoint the right people into whatever office that he deems fit. Because it's all about capacity that would add value into the system. We don't want to go back to those Halloween days where you have non-performing you know, appointees into office. Because if you ask those who are ex- who had exited office what were their functions and what they did while they held sway in those offices, most of them won't tell you anything because there was no capacity and there was no monitoring and they were unable to deliver to the people of Platte State. I'm also happy, you know, we just talk about the issue of sanitation. Yeah. A committee has also been set, you yeah. know, tax by, by tax force mm-hmm. on okay. sanitation, okay. you know, between greater Just Bukru you know, to look at how they could evacuate the waste that has been lying for several right years. And also the recovery know, the of assets, assets also. Yeah. So so you can see. So a lot of people will be engaged at various points. You know, having one or two things to do, I think, won't be a problem. Government is large. I always say most of the times, like government is a, is, is a big business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so most people who had participated at the party level, they also have opportunities probably to also serve and um, to get one or two staff to do yeah. at that point.
0: Well, you can join the conversation now. We'd love to hear from you, 081 621 uh, 877777 or you call 090 Before calling, turn down the volume of your radio. Gilbert.
1: Or drop your comments on JFM Live, that's at Facebook and at JFM Just on Twitter. And we'll take them, like the pages, and you'd get loads of notifications.
0: Well, uh zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, 7 is the phone number to uh, call. Let's take this uh, call. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello. Okay, uh, that one just dropped. Hello. Hello,
3: good evening,
0: Mr. Thank you for calling. Join the conversation. Tell us your name, please.
3: My name is Zira. I'm calling from Old Book Group. We're well, listening. Well, I want to comment to your guests in the studio there. He has spoken very, very well. Well, if you could see the business of State. You, you know, it is hard for people to believe that governance is a full-time business. Just the way other people are running their business, that is how governance is. And whenever you run your business, you do not hold the people that you took in charge for accountability. Your business is the last. So that is how the, uh, governance is. So there is no how you appoint people that they will not take their job seriously. They will ruin your government. So I believe that Khaled Mufa will select the right people in government so that they will not at the end. Because they will never talk of the people that he appoints. He is the first citizen of the state. So all blames will go back to him. So I will just ask him that he use his wisdom and then take his time to select his commissioners. And then put the right people at the right time. At I least mean, I believe that they will work for him. Let, let him look for technocrats. trust. Lots of people that will come here for their for their own selfish interest. Uh, and I pray that he'll move this state to another level. Please so that we'll enjoy last state where we'll we enjoy it before. Thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you for calling the show. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. of uh, Pastor, uh, good evening. First, thank you for calling. Go, yeah, turn down the volume, uh, please. Thank you. This is uh for St. Just... Joshua. We're listening.
3: Uh Ponsak I uh, said it uh, One of our uh, yeah, what, Could
0: you turn down the volum- Yeah Turn down the volume Of your
3: radio please Okay I've I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done that already Because I
0: can hear myself
3: You know so What uh, I'm just uh, What I'm just trying To say is that uh, I made this comment The other day But some people Attacked me How Can you remove A particular party From a ballot paper At the end of the day uh, when the the particular party won election, expect them to maybe extend the tenor or try to allow those people that deny them their rights, you know, to continue in the office. I they did not do well by removing PDP from the ballot paper at that local government election. It's very, very unfortunate. So what I have to say this afternoon is that whenever you are doing something, be very, very careful because I said it time with that number. If you live in a glass house, don't allow yourself to throw a stone or to use stone to, you know, to play because it, it can hurt you. God bless you, Ponsac. Thank you,
0: thank you, thank you for calling. Hello? Hello? Okay, uh, this person doesn't want to talk to us. Hello, good evening. Hello. Hello? Okay, what could possibly be going on? Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. 081 2187 or you call 090 Hello? Hello? Okay, Gilbert will take us through social media.
1: Let's see how we can uh, uh, refresh the phone here. Sayyid Ibrahim says, Quite unfortunate politics in Nigeria has become something different over issues of tribalism, all in the name of selfish interests. Now religion is playing a role when it comes to politics, whereas the Christians and Muslims, we are all suffering together. Take example um, with the issue of cashless policy in this nation. Now we have fair scarcity. Well, thank you. Prince Jig says, "To concentrate on winning election is to provide governance." Simple. Divinely, Lucas says, "Mine is an appeal to JFM to please help me and bring my senator of the Plateau Central Zone in person of Senator Dicket Plank to come to JFM. I have questions to ask him." Well, Ken Dobal says, "Politics is not It's not get
0: the senator. Because (laughs) they have not been inaugurated, senator
1: elect, in that sense. Um, Ken Dobal says politics is not about winning elections, but bringing the dividends of democracy to the masses. Izang Asi says some people do not deserve to be called leaders in this country. My question here is that why is it that someone will preach sentiment, tribalism, and religion and go free, but if it is the other side, um, it's something else. May God have mercy. That won't see. AJ says, um, mine is that... All right, all right, thank you. Sunday Moses AV says, Caleb should focus on the security situation in Platy State's agriculture, education, and infrastructure, if you want to be successful in Plateau State. To me, Nigeria is the most blessed nation on earth. Tell Lalin Mikan says, Mr Governor is too soft on these local government chairmen. Mr Governor should have dismissed these people long before now. Using the word suspension gives, gives them some hope of coming back if they were eventually cleared off of the offence they were accused of. Habsin Manasi says, I'm really concerned about the statement El Rufai made. How can a leader that people voted him into power before is the one now trying to divide people with religion sentiment? I think Al Rufai should be called for questioning or to explain what he meant in this country. Albert Dagza says the concentration on winning elections by our leaders should start immediately at the assumption of office. This is through the fulfillment of promises made during campaigns. Let winning elections be dependent on one's scorecard. Good evening. Comrade Dawes says the concentration on winning elections starts up now. On good governance, provide security to the people, equip our hospitals, let the common man feel the dividends of democracy. Felkuka Gowan says, "Unfortunately, Nigerians are not conducting election, but selection is what is going on." That's your view, Ambassador Joachim Dung says. Why is the Plateau State House of Assembly trying hard to destroy the local government in Plateau State? I think GCM should not allow democracy to suffer by allowing. The House of Assembly members to drag him into issues that will create a crack in his administration. Cyprian Mafia says, just like they killed government schools to give way for private schools, so they killed government refineries to allow for Dangote refinery. Nigeria is for poor. We always cry, saying to serve my father's land with all my strength, which is foreigners. Where the people enjoying the wealth of your father's land. Highest you end up all right, thank you, thank you for the comment. But um I have this one from my very good friend Victor Luchegun who is saying um religion is a tool for division and it's unfortunate that leaders around now see this as a viable tool to destroy society. The ripple effect is economies economies get crippled and of course um okay he's talking about the payment of ransom as well. Taken away basically from the people. Ponsar, can we try the phone line?
0: Yeah, I hope it works now.
1: Hello. Oh, great. Uh,
3: Hello, good evening.
0: Thank you for calling. Join the conversation, please.
3: Thank you very much. My name is Eddie Kumar. I'm calling from Chanty Junction.
0: Well, listening. Thanks for calling.
3: Uh, Yes, your guests have spoken very, very well. And actually, when we look at this present administration, that's the uh, leadership of uh, Barista Khaled Moodfang. There is a lot of hope from the people on him, seeing how he, he might from the primaries coming, how the uh, election have come, how people have come out to to uh, vote for him. But one thing that we have to understand is that uh, he cannot give everybody appointments, and even though the government is a large business. He, some people feel like they are not being among. Mm. But we are calling on the government to try to do their, his best, to appoint the credible people, not in terms of paying back and you we, we appoint a a, a a bad one and on that point. So, you should appoint the person that is credible irrespective of where he comes from so that the leadership will come on. And the Plateau citizens have to cooperate with the governor so that we get it right. Because we have seen how we have seen into action. Because of this building that they are in just a um, metropolis, we have seen that they have started uh, the That's very, very recommended. And also recommending for that kind of committee that they make to collect the, the let or the government property from the outgoing government. That is very, very recommended. But we are hoping that Plateau City will cooperate. Any government property that we have seen everywhere, you have to report to the community so that they can able to get it out. Because we have seen the kind of uh, embezzlement we have in the administration that have just passed. So we need a good committee and a good governance and a free and fair leadership from the Barista movement so that you can move to the next uh, level. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for calling. Hello, good evening, thank you for calling. 081 uh, 21 877777. Seven 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 seven. Hello, good evening. Okay, uh, zero 090 zero 55 five 666699. Don't know what's going on. Uh, the calls keep, you know, jamming, you know, not allowing uh, one to go through. Uh, but let's try who is going to be the lucky. But let me, in the meantime, let me just read the, the tweets that you've sent so far. A.T. Alibidi is saying, good day, J.F.M. Mine is that, why is Fabian Untong not behind the bars by now? This man action, the pronouncement on local government election, must be visited and the due punishment given. He shouldn't be allowed to get away with it, you say. Uh, "Met Dak W.A.K. is saying, you are not far from the... Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Mafia Sipren Luka is saying... Mine is an appeal to JFM to please help me and bring my senator of Plato Central Zone in person of Senator Diket Plank to come to JFM. I have some questions to ask him. Interesting. Ayodele Agbabia Kai leaders should focus on uniting their followers by carrying everyone along for the purpose of peace and tranquility. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh zero eight zero nine zero five six 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 nine. Hello, good evening. Hello. Okay, hello and good evening, hello, hello, hello? Yes. hello, thank you for calling, hello, we can hear you, go ahead, make your comment, okay, call us back, go and get a chance, uh, apologies for that, hello, good evening. good evening, thank you for calling,
4: this is Ali Alexander here,
0: well, listening. thanks for calling.
4: Um, you see, it baffles me much when I heard some people talking about rule of law. While you are, the, you are the beneficiaries of breaking the rule of law, but when you are being removed and then you start complaining about uh, not following the rule of law, I was expecting a spokesman of APC last week for that press statement. They should know that the present governor was removed and he was uh, elected as the local government chairman. So if these ones are being removed, why is he crying for, why is his party that removed the, uh, those ones from the seat? They should please note that for someone for calling colleagues that he's breaking the rules, they are the ones that started it. So I'm urging the governor to please do the needful, setting that those committees to recover all that has been taken away from the government. They should not be biased, We should follow everyone because if they allow them to go to all these properties for the state to buy the new ones to cost a lot. The money that's supposed to be using in and keeping the state doing one or two things for the citizens of State. They will use it in buying all those things, and they are taking us that. So we should do the needful, recover all those things, and make sure the committee are doing their work diligently. Finally, what I will tell JFM is, I know there might be critics in, from different angles, but do the needful, do your work diligently. Do people God help you? God help. Us. Thank you,
0: thank you. you, thank you for your kind prayers. Well, Mr. John Kelly, I mean, you've heard from a brilliant audience. They yeah. uh, various <laughs> contributions. I mean, what would be your concluding remarks and in response to what you've heard?
2: Yeah, basically, I I think um, um somebody raised an issue concerning the El Rufai. I, I think that character. Let me put it that way. He needs <laughs> mental evaluation. Because I mean,
0: just a few hours before he left office, he proscribed a TIAP Community yeah, Development yeah, Association. That, that, that was what he
2: did. So he needs mental evaluation. There are times you could see someone and you think that that person is normal. I don't think it's normal huh. because that's the kind of people that breeds riot and chaos in an ideal society. And, and because um, he's affiliated to the government properly at the top and some connected people, and that's why he's still being kept, you know. But basically, we don't need those kind of people in our society that will be breeding such, you know, uh, violent issues, you know, uh, in place. Then secondly, um, there were issues also in relation to appointments. Do you know why people are so concerned about appointments? Because if you appoint the right people, Mm -hmm. the government will be good and everything will go on seamlessly. And I saluted the appointment of Femi Bajabiamila. Not for anything. Because I think he's one of the best... You know, interactive speaker of the House of Representatives that I have seen. Um, if you look at it critically, when the medical doctors had issues, he yeah, intervened the and the doctor, issue yeah. was resolved. When the NLC had issues, yeah, he intervened. Correct, yeah. When um, ASU had issues, he intervened. So you can see the interaction, not just concentrating yourself within the domain of your legislative business. He went beyond trying to, okay, find out what's happening and how do I offer my services. And most of the times when he interacts with them, he goes to the president directly and briefs the president. And uh, most of the times he got listened to and the issues resolved. And so, so people are concerned when you have such critical thinkers within your cabinet, they will advise you appropriately. Tinubu um, may be fragile, may not have the capacity to do all physical the needed, strength. Yet, strength. Mm. But once you have the brilliant people that underscores the entire nation spectrum, mm. right? It goes a long way in helping you mm. to see what you can do within mm. the system. And a lot of people also raise issues concerning the uh, local governments that were just being uh, suspended by the House of Assembly. Yeah. And as of today. The House of Assembly, you know, had approved even the outright sanctioning, Sack. sacked, mm-hmm. you know, of the local government. So the difference between what is happening now is that during the Lalong's administration, when he came on board and sacked the his Excellency, when he was a local government general of Mongo, he sacked them outrightly.
0: There wasn't even fear hearing. There was but nothing. The, 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 yeah, the state house was gave them, you know, right, fair hearing
2: because yeah. they invited them or yeah. they told them to submit but their financial report. They didn't. They declined. So they acted based on what they had and they recommended for their suspension and it was approved. And they start they, they they reviewed the documents. And they discovered that there were quite a lot of financial malfeasance mm-hmm. being conducted within the local governments. Mm-hmm. And today, they recommended their outright oh, exactly. sacking from local So if the government act on that recommendation from the House of Assembly, I don't think... It so one last question.
0: I mean, who would you like uh, to... Uh, will you like you know those who contested local government election in twenty twenty one? Especially, of the do you want uh, <laughs> Governor Mutfang to say okay since you've been just come back you know uh, just come and serve as local transition <laughs> <supposed>
2: because like, <laughs> there's a lacuna.
0: Well, oh, no, so, no, no. okay, uh,
2: fine, I can answer. No, Allah, it puts me in a tight corner. Yeah. but basically, just like I had said earlier on, yeah. it was quite uh, explanatory. The thing here is this: since these guys, since there was no election. Based on my opinion, as it were, in 2021, I think this guy still stands the chance of being candidate of the party, and they should be considered transition, you know, probably into the transition.
0: Thank you, thank you very much, Mr. John Kelly. Always interesting conversation with you, Gilbert. Your final word: keep our city clean. Good evening, of course. My name is Poncakwan Abdul. Have a fantastic evening. Bye now.